This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is children's books. Today's episode, I'm going to share with you an insightful lesson into our youth after shopping for a Christmas gift for Gianna. So, I'm recording this Christmas Eve, and admittedly, I'm a last-minute shopper. Procrastinator in some capacities, not all that focused, however you want to look at it, right? We're all in the process of progress, and Lord knows when it comes to shopping for people, I'm in my own process almost consistently. And so I've gotten Gianna a few gifts. She now doesn't believe in Santa Claus, so she knows they're coming from us. And as I get done meditating this morning and get done you know, journaling and doing the things that I do, it dawns on me that I should get her a book, but not just any book. And I want to share a little backstory. So my father came to town uh, sometime in the past 10 days. And Gianna's birthday is just a week before Christmas. So he came to town right around her birthday. And she's at a unique age where between having grandparents that love her and her father that loves her and Lindsay and I that love her, as we ask her what she wants for Christmas, she literally doesn't have anything. It's not one of these kid situations. It's she truly doesn't have anything. She, you know, we speak to her friends around her and like, what do you want for Christmas? And they, they share it. And she already has it at one of her parents' house. And so as I shared that with my dad, he said, well, what am I going to get her? I don't want to get her a gift card. So I don't know. Give her, give her cash. Right? Like starting to teach her about money. And so he puts a $50 bill in an envelope, right, in a card and says what he says to her. And she opens it. And she's just over the moon. She's never had a $50 bill in her hand before. Now she just turned nine. And this is like one of the coolest experiences she's had before. She's like walking around telling people that Grandpa Tom or Papa Tom or whatever she calls him, that's my father's name, gave her $50. And she's telling her friends about it. And she's telling her other grandparents about it. And she's super proud. And so she puts it in. She's got like a savings box where now I think she's got $102, some change. And she is over the moon proud of this. And her friends can't believe how much money she has. Like it's a big dollar amount. She's super proud of it. And so as I get done with my meditation, I think about books. I'm like, man, I should probably go grab her a book about like finances. Just a little bit about money, money management, like an entry level kids book. And so, of course, I I Google what books are, are bestsellers and which ones have the most impactful lessons. And I find one that is... $100 to a million dollars, that's a children's book, right? Meant for ages, I think it's 9 to 12 or something like that. And I might be butchering the, the age bra- bracket, but immaterially so, it's, it seems appropriate for her. Read the reviews, see what's there. And I'm going to put a $100 bill in the book, right? Like I'll give her the jump start so that we can start to paint a path so that she has a certain amount of financial wherewithal and intelligence that I believe is lost on the youth today, right? As we go through her curriculum inside of third grade, they're not really teaching much about money. They're teaching, sure, a little bit on how to count money, a little bit how to make change, things like that. But there's not really like a money management class that ever comes. And so I make a quick jaunt to the mall, which of course on December 24th is never really quick, because there's a Barnes and Noble there, right, attached to the mall. And I walk inside, and I'm searching, I'm searching, I'm searching, and Still being a man, I find it difficult to ask for help or directions 
until it becomes frustrating. So I spend four or five minutes scouring this bookstore, trying to find the book, and I can't find it. So I break down, and I go find someone else to help me. And of course, along the way, I find books for Lindsay, and I find other books for Gianna, and puzzles, and I've got my hands full of all this stuff, and I'm kind of stumbling around. And I meet this, this gentleman, and I say, you know, I'm looking for this specific book. He says, yeah, we don't carry that in any of our stores. We don't carry that in this store. Let me check the other stores here in Columbus. He says, of course, I'm willing to travel for this. He's like, no, none of us carry it in Columbus. So what about Ohio? He said, no, none of us carry it in Ohio either. I'm like, okay. He goes, but you could order it from us, and it would be there sometime next week. No, I'm good. Right? So I said, okay, that's fine. Maybe it's not that specific book. Could you guide me towards any of the children's books about money? He says, you know, I'm, I'm not really from this section. I specialize more in music, and let me get you with the right guy. So he introduced me to another man who then takes me over to the same section I've been scouring, looks at me and says, yeah, we just don't carry children's books about any sort of money. It's nothing that we do. Huh. Okay. Well, then I, I leave a little, you know, I pay for the items that I have in my hand. And I'm a little distraught, but not the end of the world. So I'm looking, I say, okay, well, Target has it. I'll just go to Target. I Target across the street. There's a Target by your house. And I think there's 20 Targets in Columbus. So I call Target. And wouldn't you know, Target also doesn't carry books about children's finances at all. Like, man, okay, here's, here's two stores. Maybe it's just a coincidence, right? Maybe it's just happenstance is what goes on. So I call Lindsay, my wife. Say, hey, sweetheart, here's what I'm trying to do. i got to get to the office and do a little bit of work. Would you mind calling around to the other bookstores? I'll gladly go pick up the book. She calls three more bookstores in Columbus, and everybody says the same thing. Literally, not only do we not have that book, we don't carry books teaching children about money. And it, it flabbergasts me. Like, here we are trying to create changes in our children, right? Generational changes. But we can only change people from the perception that we've like arrived at, right? What you know about money and investing and financial stability was most likely passed down to you from your parents. Certainly doesn't seem like the schools really teach it. And there's not even children's books to teach it. So I'm like, man, this is, this is wild to me. And I don't have it all figured out when it comes to money. Lord knows, I'm, as I've shared, I've been basically flat broke. I've been bankrupt. But that teaches you some valuable life lessons. But yet there's no way to really disseminate that information down to our children. And there's not books and bookstores to help. So what do you do? Like what's the path? Like sure, I already I ordered the book from Amazon, right? I, I solved the initial problem. The book will be here Thursday We've printed out the book that I've got her. We're going to put the 100 bucks with it. I'll tell her the whole story. Own the fact that I was late buying a gift, that it came to me. Like, I'll share this very openly with her. But it still becomes curious as to what we are doing to change the perception and understanding of money to the next generation. And really, I suppose after, you know, I'm 34, almost 35, it's probably two generations, right? I mean, she's 20 plus years my my younger. And it's crazy to me. I think about your life right now and the way that you view money, the financial system, what you're doing, how much money you should have in liquidity, should you invest, what's it mean to own a business. 
like all these things we just don't ever really get taught. And if your parents have unique value proposition as it pertains to money and they don't feel comfortable sharing it with you because of their own internal stories, then it's very likely the way that you view money is with a scarcity mindset. And you've kind of just ho-hum through life this way, right? You didn't really know what to do because no one guided you. And so it presents this unique opportunity to really, I suppose, write a children's book about money. It seems like it's a, it's a gap in the marketplace that's just not really filled. I mean, look on Amazon, you type in children's books about money and, and sure there's some cartoon books and there's some simple things, but there's not, there's just nothing that's there that seems to really propel this forward. And then if you do, stores don't carry it. And again, I know that I'm not naive. I understand that bookstores are slowly going to the wayside and Amazon's gobbling up market share. Like, I get it. I buy all my books from Amazon. But what are we doing to the youth by not educating them on what to do to make themselves better and more equipped than we are today? Like, it's... it's, truly insane to think that we expect a change, but yet we're not open to showing them a way to change. And so here we said, I'll give Gianna a hundred dollar bill and we'll talk about investing and we'll open a bank account for her by the end of the year and teach her about, you know, savings and how that works. Probably time at nine years old to do a little bit of chores, have a little responsibility, begin increasing her savings, earning some sort of money. And what all that means to her. So where in your life right now, this is more for the, those of you listening that have kids or have nieces or nephews, suppose it could be grandkids even, but where in life could you pass down information that you found to be beneficial to you to make the next generation operate better than we operate? It can be things like diet and fitness, health working out. It could be things like relationships and why we do what we do. Or it could be money management pieces and parts. Because there's a gap that is now established that I never saw before. And to me, once there's an awareness that raises as it pertains to a gap in information, that awareness then can help you fill the gap. And so I believe it's our responsibility to take a step and fill that gap. And in a very inappropriate way to wrap up this episode, when you fill the gap, every day thereafter, you're able to get shit done.